Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Bring out the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. This is one of the only times you didn't say like 10 seconds. I know. It it's caught me off guard. standing there just like staring out the window. Caught me off guard. You say you have one right back to the balloon oh party God. with are Tim you, McKernan. Are you, doing this, are you doing this on purpose now? Are you like taunting me? I don't know what just happened. That's Jackson's on me. lost control of the show. Jackson's lost control of the show. I don't know what's going on. This is great. I'm Ker- sorry. Hey, Kerber, what do you think about this? It's a mess. Uh, I typically <laughs> just wait for him to ramble and pretend that he's not saying anything, and then I, uh, uh, and then I listen when you start talking, Tim. <laughs> Cut that off. That's a promo for Balloon Party. Jackson is flustered. Talk to me, but I'm going to talk him through this. I, I don't know. Some... Did I do that right? No, that was not your problem, Curbs. You that told was... me to say that, right? That's how you wanted me to say that's, that? That's what I said. That's what I sent to you. I said, hey, Jackson's going to mess around with the board a little bit, and then you come on and talk about how great I am, and then we'll, then we'll go to the, the conversation about the Blues. Let's, that's on me. I misunderstood. <laughs> Uh, it is great to talk it over with, especially in the midst of what's going on. Um, I'll just open it up as wide as possible. What in the world has taken place over the last couple of weeks? Well, I think you're just getting some bounces, Tim. Like, it, like one, you're working harder, but you're getting some of the bounces going your way, so the confidence is growing, and, and you're playing better as a result of all of that. You know, look, we talked several times during that losing streak, yep. didn't we? And, and what, are, what are some of the things we said? We said, look, don't worry about the goaltending. Jordan Bennington's been fine. I mean, and during, this, during this win streak, he's got a goals against under 2.2 and a save percentage of about 940. He, and I think he's allowed a total of seven even strength goals over six wins that he's had in this stretch. So th- there's that. We said the team was getting scoring chances and the puck wasn't going in. Well, they had to bear down and get those shots on net. They started doing that. And then when you do that, the puck ends up going in. You know, uh, special teams was clearly an issue then. The Blues' power play has been pretty good. The penalty kill, that's still a, that's that's still a little bit of a sore spot. You know, but then you also the other big thing is that you've gotten a couple of key guys back in the lineup, getting regular reps again in, in Sod and Butch Navich, and you know, and then the last thing that happened, which is you know not part of the losing streak, but when they when they found somebody to kind of calm things down and play on the right side for Ryan O'Reilly, that shifted everybody back into some good roles down the lineup, yeah. you know, with Shen back in the middle and Cairo, instead of getting 18, 19 minutes a game, getting 16, 17 minutes a game and better matchups on the side with, with Braden Shen, and it all comes together. So um, th- this was, we knew that this was just too good of a hockey team to be as bad as they were looking at times, and I think confidence just played a huge role in it. 
Well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about a couple of these moves that have wound up being so huge. And you just talked about what happened with Levo. I mean, here's a guy who barely made the team, and now he's in the top six. Um, and how that stabilized some things. So what is it that he is doing and, and then how it's working for O'Reilly and then the domino effect on the rest of the lines? Uh, it's just puck battle. It, it really is. I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, I guess, but it's puck battle. It's, it's going into the corners, staying on the hunt and winning the puck. And if you don't get it on the first try, not doing a circle and coming out and not pretending like you're checking somebody, but you're not really checking somebody, it's actually going in and winning it. And now that he's doing that and you've got the speed of Brandon Saad on the other side, it's all kind of coming together and that line is starting to work as a unit and, and it's making a lot of sense and it and it's working there. They're just I talked to Josh Levo specifically about it and he said we're just we're winning puck battles and that's where it all starts. And look, I mean Josh Levo, he scored goals in, in the National Hockey League. He's played with some top centers when I, I said, Give me a list of some of the other other centers you played with. He goes, Oh, John Tavares, Austin Matthews <laughs> Bo Horvat in Vancouver, you know, just some of the best in the league. So he, he's delivered a style of game that has allowed some other top centers in the league to be successful. And he just said, I had to come up and do it again. And as far as having to go down to the minors, clearing waivers, all that other stuff, he says, he goes, well, I'm used to that. And he, he I'm used to that blankety blank. He goes, <laughs> but that's just the way it goes. He goes, it's pro sports. You know, and you got to get through it. So he, he's been excellent with Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, what do you think about the way Jordan Cairo has played uh, since the streak uh, has begun? Well, I, I think one of the veterans got a hold of Jordan Cairo. I, I really do. Uh, I, I think one of the veterans on this team got a hold of Jordan Cairo and said, look, we need another level from you. You know, we need, we need you in the battle a little bit more. And he was getting scoring chances. But yeah. sometimes he wasn't staying in the battle to win the pucks. And I think over the last... And I go back to that Chicago game. I thought he was excellent defensively in it. His game was going in the right direction. We saw some other great play. We saw a play last night that was not too dissimilar than a play in the stand, in the playoffs last year where he did not get to the wall quickly enough and Nathan McKinnon, and he didn't check McKinnon off the play, and McKinnon goes coast-to-coast coast and scores a goal. We saw him cut the forward off on the wall last night and that just shows you the growth of a young player in the National Hockey League. And what Jordan Cairo is finding out is when you play that way and when you retrieve the puck, you end up creating, especially with his you know, world-class speed, you end up creating odd man rushes, scoring chances from that because the other team's burning the other way thinking they've got possession. So I, I think the best growth in his game has come because, one, he's focused on that 200-foot game better. Two, He's in a situation, uh, I, I think, where the matchups are better. There is a difference in playing 16 versus 18 minutes a game, and if you get more power play time, you do, and I think he's getting better matchups because I just don't think he was ready defensively for the kind of matchups that you rely on Ryan O'Reilly's line to play against. And um, so, I, again, really good, really good, solid development over the last couple of weeks, I think, from Jordan Cairo. And what, uh, what about the performance of Jordan Biddington throughout the course of the season? Because one of the things Jeremy Rutherford and I were talking about yesterday, and I know he wrote about it, uh, is, is even when things were going against the Blues, Biddington was staying within himself, not losing his mind. Um, and now that consistency is carrying over while the team is playing better in front of him, but he continues to be rock solid. Your thoughts on what we're seeing from Jordan Bennington curves? Tim, I haven't done the exact math, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pretty close on this because when you get rid of empty net goals and all that. So yeah. going into that, I think it was the Chicago game. I think 
maybe about a total 30 goals had gone in on Jordan Bennington in the games that he had played. When you, when you talk to members of the coaching staff, they'll tell you three, maybe four of those are the kind you're going, ah, you wish you had back. Now think about that. Yeah. Out of the first 30, there were so many. Th- they had, they've had, including last night now, eight goals go in that have deflected off defensemen. You might go an entire season and not get 10 of those. They've had eight already. The backdoor tap-ins, that was a problem with some defensive zone coverage the Blues had. Things like that. You know, Jordan Bennington was playing extremely well, and he's played great since his very first game in training camp. This, I, this is one of those statistical ones where I encourage people to say, if you think that you're going to cover the hockey team and say, well, I'm looking at Jordan Bennington's numbers, and clearly the Blues need more out of Jordan Bennington, you're going to look like a fool. You're going to prove that you don't know what you're talking about and you're not working very hard to cover a hockey team because Jordan Bennington's play has been very, very good. And you're seeing now during this winning streak that when you play better defensively, when you score a couple of goals, when you when you put some pressure on the other team, you're seeing just how good uh, Jordan's play has really been. And it's been that way all year for me. Uh, Blues now head back out on the road. We talked about this, I feel like, uh, at the beginning of the season, about how the schedule can kind of be weird where the Blues had barely played any games. Everybody else had played a bunch of games, and the Blues are out for Thanksgiving, starting in Buffalo and then down to Florida. They go to take on the Lightning and the Panthers, but they'll be at home during the Christmas break. Uh, Your thoughts on this road trip and what we're going to see from one team that they're going into uh, that's in the midst of a losing streak of their own? Yeah, and well, I mean, we saw how desperate the Blues got, right? And mm-hmm. Buffalo had a really good start to the year, so I think the Blues have to go into Buffalo expecting a, a very desperate hockey team. That's a well-coached hockey team, but that's also a young team trying to figure it out uh, consistently. Doesn't have some of the veterans like the Blues have to really rely on there. So um, that one's going to be, uh, I, I think, a tough one. It'll be good. Hopefully, the crowd will be there. Uh, you know, most of the snow maybe cleared out of the way and there's some normalcy in Buffalo after getting dumped on for five feet of snow. Uh, so that'll be, that, that one's going to be the initial chance. Cause look, you just beat the Anaheim ducks and the Anaheim ducks are not a good hockey team. All right. And you, you, so you just beat them. You increase that winning streak to seven games, Tim, but the reality of it is, I mean, and this is, uh, is you're, you're still just two games over 500. I don't think you, if you're the Blues, you can't look in the mirror and go, well, we're world beaters now. We can take a night off or we can take a shift off. If you do that, you're going to get beat by the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. But they do have a good opportunity, I think, because they're playing better and Buffalo's struggling, that if they do play a good team game to extend this to eight games and then see what happens when you go down to, uh, to Tampa and to Miami. So um, a difficult road trip. They're gone for, uh, for the holiday. we got a decent number of U.S. players, so it probably means a little bit more to them than some of the others. But uh, that's just the way the business goes. Well, let's see if it can continue after losing eight to win eight straight. Get the chance tomorrow. Blues and Sabres pregame at 5 p.m. right here on 101 ESPN with Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale. Kerbs, always enjoy the conversation. I know you'll be on the road, but happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And we will look forward to talking next week. Yeah, is Jackson okay? I felt bad for the way we started. Uh, Mike, Mike Ryder okay? has entered the studio. I think he's going to terminate him. Uh, and I'm, I got okay. my phone up just waiting for it, so I kept capture video. But uh, well, he's, he's, he's kind of coaching he, him he up right now. Long enough to really, he, he hasn't been here long enough to be vested in anything, so that's okay. I don't that's believe I don't believe, I don't believe so. Because yeah. the, the HD2 oh, okay. is not recognized by the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I don't want them upset going into Thanksgiving, so give them a hug for me. I'll, I'll go over there. I'll Jackson, I'm going to hug you. Sounds good. I can't wait. All right, guys. <laughs> See you, Kerber. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Cheers. Thanks, Happy Thanksgiving. That's Chris Kerber with us here on the program. I proposed to Gabe on Friday. Kerber told me to go hug you on Tuesday, and we kind of now have a theme for the show, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a loving show. It we like to, we just show. love to love. It is. We're going to be – nobody's going to want to join the show as a guest is actually what the theme is. Okay. Is ch- this the show where I get hit on – yeah, I'm going to yeah. pass. I'm not available. <laughs> uh, all right. We uh, have the Little Piddles. What is this? Probability party? Called? Yes, the Little Piddles probability whoa, party whoa. in parentheses and other things coming up, assuming that whatever is... I feel like you're trying to launch a rocket over <laughs> there based felt on... like the, it there for a second. <laughs> based on what was Everything going went on. sideways at once. Uh, so that's coming up on the other side of the break, God willing. Yeah, this God. is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.